episode 143 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm 2021 Janelle Vecchio. Yes, Happy New Year to all our listeners out there. It's a new year. It's a few days later than the last year, but we are here in it. (laughs) And we're here to entertain you during it. We're going to do our best uh, to do that, yes. Um, Man, I hope you guys had a good New Year celebration. We're going to tell you about ours. Let's do that when we talk about the news. So, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, wherever you listen to our pod. It helps us change the charts. Change those charts, baby. (laughs) By making us higher um, on the list. On all those charts, yeah. Now, if you put in... Did you do, what did you search? Well, if you and search we, for Mandarin Orange Show, like if it auto corrects it on Google, it popped up first. We for pop me. up, guys. Like even though I typed it correctly, Mandarin, it auto corrected it. Auto corrected it and it searched for that. So that's a big step. That's good. I don't know if it's just because it remembers my search history that I've searched it before, but who knows? It's Try googling exciting. it and see. Change the charts, everyone. Let's change the charts. Um, I'm also going to post this week an un- unboxing, so you want to check that out on our Instagram. Yeah, well, you already posted on Instagram, I thought. Well, I'm going to post the full video, because Uh-oh. I posted on your story, and that will no longer be available. Well, I thought you would post it on the YouTube channel. Isn't that where well, those both. are? Well, both. Instagram story, YouTube channel. All right. I'll do both. Sometimes if I just get a cool thing, I like the video of me opening it. And now that's the thing on the internet. Unboxing. So might as well. I mean, now I say that like it just started. Are we going <laughs> to tell them what you're unboxing? Or do they have to go? No, if you want to find out, you got to watch the show. Nice. Um, also, if you guys would like to email us, mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com is our email. Please do so. And give us your questions, comments, concerns, jokes, limericks, fun anecdotes, and surprising tales. <laughs> We'd like to hear them all. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, like you said, Mandarin Orange Show, Twitter at Mandarin Orange, Facebook page, Mandarin Orange Show, and please join our group, Mandarin Orange Show, the group. And with all that being said, uh, since we spoke last, the last time we talked to you right after Christmas, uh, it is now after New Year's. We had our New Year's celebration a few days ago. So We did. Tell us about uh, what we did for New Year's. So, um, it was a... It was a different year for us. We've told you that we have gone to Hume Lake. I have ever since I was your girlfriend. And I have been there. This would have been my 30th consecutive year. So since I was in the seventh grade, our kids have only ever gone there in New Year's. So it's a big family camp and we all do it together with my family. It's the first time we have not been able to do that for obvious reasons uh it was closed i mean it wasn't an option that we could have gone which does like make you feel better it does you missed well because there was a quite a while when they were saying oh we might try to do it and like just do it social distance and i just didn't know that i was going to feel comfortable with that but then they made the call and just canceled it so which is super sad but like you said it makes me it's easier for me when i know that the decision is out of my hands same thing when we didn't get to go to to, to Paris and and our 
our cruise through Asia. Well, I knew that one was going to get canceled, but it was down to the wire for the one to Europe. Mm-hmm. And we were, like, debating it, and it was like, no, we don't have a choice now. It's canceled. Three days before. Because, A, it makes it easier for that, too, because it gave us a refund. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it just it makes it so you don't... You don't have to wonder, like, oh, should we have gone? We might have been okay. You know, it's just, you don't have a choice. Well, and as you know, like, we have had close calls. Like, on our trip to New York, we were the first flight out after a huge storm. Right. And we went for it. It doesn't, it's not like we shy away from a challenge. Yeah, but there's a difference between being stuck in, like below freezing weather and being caught right. in a worldwide pandemic with the borders potentially closing. Right. So. so I'm glad that it wasn't, but it was it was a different year. So we made our own fun. Yes. Um I found some poppers on Amazon. Yeah, like they're Not more that. these were more like uh <laughs> confetti cannons, I would say. Yeah, confetti air cannons. Like glittery confetti cannons. Yes. And then um, at Hume Lake, the party we go to always has a big balloon drop at midnight. So I found a balloon drop on Amazon. Yeah, like a giant bag. You can fill it with up to 100 balloons. And then you pull a string and they all fall down all over. And um, and I got some New Year's plateware. Yeah, and we had some like blowers and other like... You know, so ephemera. You, you thought back to 30 years ago, what you used to do yeah, on New Year's Eve. You right. had a memory. Before we started going, because like I said, it was in like seventh grade. We did a few things. Sometimes we would like watch the Rose Parade like on you know New Year's morning. But for New Year's Eve, what I remember doing, and it's kind of similar to what we did this summer, but we did it like collaboratively where we had each person write down like in our case we did four different activities that we thought would be fun to do on christmas eve things that would take about 15 to 20 minutes so short you know little things like for instance playing a quick board game or a video game or watching a show or drawing and we didn't Um, tell anybody what we were entering so it was kind of a surprise right and then we just took turns drawing them out of the bag and Whiling away the evening, doing all this fun stuff, and it was really it cool. Went by fast. Yeah, we wound up. I mean, we ran out of time, and we had to finish them up the next day. Well, we did some after midnight, and then we did. We had some no the problem next day. staying up till midnight on the schedule we're on. No, it's hard. So, it's hard to break that pattern. But we um, didn't do like TV. What what did we do? That's right. Our official countdown clock was the Animal Crossing New Horizons clock. In our town of Vectopia. Which I've, in all the 30 years, uh, you know, Animal Crossing, the original one, came out within that 30 years. Which means I have never gotten to actually watch an Animal Crossing New Year celebration. So that was kind of a fun, different thing. different thing. And it had a big countdown clock, and then it did, like, fireworks and stuff. And it was perfect. We just had it on the TV. We got all our characters in there, and they were just sitting there. We weren't, like, yeah. actively playing it, but it was a cool countdown clock. It was really fun. Um, plus, we got the achievement for watching it live, so. Yay! It was pretty fun. Um, so, it was great. And we played board games. I don't know. What are some of the other things we did? We made limeade. Cherry limeade was mm-hmm. one of them um, with our limes that grow in the backyard. Good. 
Yeah, we got a lot of limes this year from the orchard, you guys. Like, tons. And we got our first ever lemon on our lemon tree. So, we bought this tree when it was like a sprout. Yeah, because we planted both the lime yes. and the lemon. They were not here when we moved and in. And it was even tinier than the lime. Yeah, the lemon and was just really, really small. But it was cheap. I think we paid like five bucks for it or something. And a couple times, we were afraid it was going to die and yeah just it really struggled we, we struggled to get it watered correctly and stuff but finally this year it got big enough and it actually uh had a lemon on it in fact one time too like the branches were weighted weird and it like split the trunk down the mm -hmm. middle even oh it's it's really struggled but it's finally gotten established and we got a lemon and we got a lemon and the lime tree you know it was it was a couple of years older so it was more established when we bought it and planted it, and I think we probably got, I don't know, 150 limes off of it this year. Mm -hmm. It was crazy, like really, really loaded for such a small tree. So, yeah. Yay! Lots of good backyard fruit. So, um, and we got our oranges are starting to come in season again. I really do like our our fruits. Gotta tell ya. It, it's been a, like, total blessing this year to have so much homegrown food yeah love it it has so so new year's was it was fun any, any other like highlight activities we did you can think of um i have been just enjoying spending time together and we each got to do something we chose and yeah. we wanted to do oh watching videos from hume lake was one yes. of the things we did that was cool so we kind of and we watched our student film that we worked a whole year on. It was a three, three, well, two semesters, two in semesters an in an interterm class, pre-production, production, post-production, post three classes. We watched that student film. Deadline. The kids finally, because that was like the last major one mm -hmm. they haven't watched. There's still a few little things, like we haven't watched the Spivvy's music video with them. Yeah, we still need um, to catch A couple of other like little bits and pieces here and there. But that was something we it. did on New Year's. And, um, and listener Ben, we saw like his credits in there, so yes. that was fun. A lot of, lot of friends. We saw like us being extras in the background because we didn't have like big parts. I had a line. You had a line. I GSW paperwork on your desk. I was a crying cheerleader according to the script, but I was just wearing overalls, so I don't know how you're supposed to know I'm a cheerleader. I was an assistant coroner, which is the second of my student <laughs> films I was cast as a coroner. It was. Uh, uh, Audrey said it was really good. I know they're so cute because we're like. Oh, you guys, you're going to think this is really bad. bad. And I was like, you guys said it was bad, but it wasn't bad. I thought it was really so good. Sweet. So. She's like, you guys are students. Yeah, like for a student film. And we just watched this other movie, uh, <laughs> which was called, what is it called? Annabelle Hooper, Hooper and the, and the Ghosts, Ghosts of Nantucket. Nantucket. We watched it with the kids. What they decided would be a fun like exercise activity was to pick like a bad, bad movie, movie. And we all like... March in place while we watch and it. Comment on it because you know we don't care about missing it because it's really cheesy. It's like we do mystery science. Theater. Yeah, imagine like marching the entire time you do a mystery science theater three thousand. That's what we do. Yes. So the first one. Well, I guess we should talk about this in movies. Really, we'll talk well, about our exercise thing in movies. But anyway, she's really been enjoying that. Yes, because she loves watching cheesy movies. 
But she said our movie was good, so that was fun. Yay. Luke liked it, too, but that was Audrey's specific comment Yes. And we order pizza, because that's what we do. Oh, that's right. And every New Year's Eve party at Hume, they have pizza. Yes. But we didn't do the pizza train. We just pretty much got it and ate it. Oh. Oh, well. Oh, well. It's okay. So, yeah, that was, it was New Year's. It was, it was fun. I mean, again, it was weird and hard doing something different, but... What I was telling you is that I am a creature of habit. I like to do the same thing. We would have never done anything else. I like ever. traditions, and once things happen, like it becomes a tradition. We were talking with uh, my mom. The kids were asking because a tradition that's happened every year for almost thirty years, twenty nine years now, would have been thirty this year. Um, on the way back from Hume, we always, we always stop at Arby's. Arby's. And the first year we went to Arby's, there's an Arby's in Visalia there. I guess if anyone's from Visalia, they could spoil it here. Don't tell the Arby's people there. This is top secret. (laughs) If you work at Arby's in Visalia, if someone who works at Arby's in Visalia listens to our show and you write in, I will send you a prize pack just because you work at Arby's. But you have to prove it with like a picture of you in the, the kitchen or whatever. Um, hey, give them a prize back if they live in Visalia. Come on. Well, they have to take a picture of themselves inside the Arby's still. Yeah, if you they live have to in prove Visalia. it. So, we stop at the Arby's. I guess right now it would be harder to do inside if you don't work there. So, outside will work because we're independent. Yes. Um, but what happened is the first year we went, um, it was this big thing. We did a caravan with some other families like that we knew from our church who were actually the ones that invited us to go up to it. And we we brought up, because this is before cell phones, obviously, in order to communicate amongst the cars, we had CB radios. Of course. And so we were all, like, the kids were all in the different cars, and we were all talking to each other on radios, and the dads would take over and talk to each other and stuff. And so for whatever reason, on the way back down the mountain from this camp, we all started talking about we were going to eat lunch. It was kind of a joke, because they feed you, like, so much at this camp, Right. Right. And for whatever reason, someone said Arby's, and we started making up all these funny songs and chants about Arby's, and eventually we wound up going to the Arby's, and my friends and I, who were in seventh grade at the time, thought it was real funny. We There was like this planter that had this fake grass in it, and we took a straw, like a plastic straw, and we kind of tucked it inside the planter underneath the fake grass and uh, and left it there. And we're like, let, we said, next year, when we come back to the camp... If we stop at Arby's again, we'll see if the straw is still mm-hmm. hidden here, right? And sure enough, we came back the next year and the straw was still hidden there. And then we went back the next year and the straw was still hidden there. Well, this went on for 13 years. The first 13 years we went to the camp, it was still hidden there. On the 13th year, it disappeared. And we were bummed that it was disappe- had disappeared. By this point, it was just our family going. My friends didn't go anymore. But, of course, I kept up the tradition. Right. Of course you did. So I re-hid a straw in the same place, exact same place where it had been because the original one disappeared. Fifteen years went by. Twenty-eight years total of finding the straws still there. And a couple of years ago... It finally disappeared, not because someone removed it, but because they remodeled the they place remodeled. and took out the planter. I don't know what that says about the cleanliness of the Arby's. It was in the planter. No one's eating out of the planter. <laughs> All I know is that that straw was hidden there for 28 years, and I don't think anyone who works there knows. And they probably, like, because we went every year, New mm-hmm. Year's Day, on the way down, but I, I don't think, I think there was probably a high enough turnover that no one was like, hey, that's that same group that's come every year for the last 28 right. years. 
So then last year, on the 29th year, we didn't do anything on the 28th year when it disappeared. But then last year, we went one more time on the 29th year, and we decided to hide a straw again. Mm -hmm. So I tucked it in a new place now, because there's not a planter there, which I won't reveal in case someone there is there now, because I don't want to spoil it. Since the planter's gone, I feel it's safe to discuss that. Right. And we're going to check it again. This would be the second year that it would be there, and of course, we didn't get to do it this year, so... Hopefully next year we'll be able to return and find the hidden straw. <laughs> and that's the saga of the, the New Year's Arby straw. So my traditions um, for New Year's before I went to Hume Lake with you guys in college was usually um, we'd get together with our mini church. It was like the small group, you know, yeah. and have a party. I do have some home video footage of this. I'm not sure if you've seen. I've seen. I've seen them all. <laughs> I've watched them extensively. But I had just gotten a five-disc CD changer. We had the same one. I think we did. Was it the revolving tray? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Five-disc CD changer, and I had gotten Denise Williams' lullabies. I got Michael W. Smith. I think I what is the album called? I know it has Go West Young Man. Go West Young Man. And um I had a few other CDs, but those are the two. And I sat everybody down and made them watch me do a dance to Everybody Has a Seed to Sew yeah. on the Go West Young Man album. That sounds about I right. I was wearing black stretchy pants and a turquoise shirt with shoulder pads. Yeah, I have seen this video. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, and that's my home videos. And we also, for some reason, like, oh, I know why. Because um, Audrey made the most adorable video for um, all of us, really. But it was our trip to Europe. So yeah, I was uploading pictures for her to Google Drive. And I didn't realize my mom shared with me on Google Drive a video of me on Christmas with my family. This was fantastic. And you guys were like, oh my gosh, you're the same person. I'm cuddled up on the couch. No, not cuddled. <laughs> sprawled. And the exact, <laughs> this is the exact same pose. She's showing me on her phone this video that her mom up- uploaded. And she is at that moment in the exact same sprawled position, taking mm-hmm. up the entire couch, legs splayed, arms akimbo, and head kind of drooping back over the back pillow. And she's like, look at this picture. Look at this video. And I'm like, that's you right now. You're doing the exact same thing. And I was like a surly teenager, though. You were. You're, I was. You're a little more. I'm chipper not. Now. I'm not that surly, but I was just like so irritated, and I didn't move from the couch the entire. No, like, seven you didn't move your position. Video. Now you do move more often now, but when you get in that spot, like you like to stay there. Yes. But then you like get up and help do something or yes. participate in something. But and everybody was like fawning over. Cody Doty Doofus Dog, the family dog. Yeah, and you were having none of it. And I was just on the couch, like, ignoring the dog. It's so. pretty pretty, pretty <laughs> epic video find there, so. Well, anyway, the reason that I brought up all of my long traditions is that on, uh, Audrey was talking to my mom, her grandma, obviously, 
uh, around Christmas time, and she was asking. We were talking about all the different stuff, and she asked mom about like why do we do that? Ar- how did that Arby's tradition start? <laughs> and so we were talking about that story, but my mom said basically. It started because we did it once. She's like, so you have so to be really be careful, very careful with me. You, you know, she's saying to Audrey with your dad, because if you do something once, he considers it a tradition and then you have to do it every year. And it's true. And so because I'm such a creature of habit and that is the case, you know, if I've done something once, I, you know, this was our 23rd annual Blue Christmas. I've done it every year for 23 years. I couldn't stop it just because right. we had a pandemic. So because this was the 30th year that we were supposed to go to family camp. Like, that's, like, the ultimate. Not only is it a long-standing tradition, but it's something it's that is a big milestone. Year. It basically took an epic worldwide pandemic mm-hmm. shutdown to get me to not do that tra- right. that that tradition. Right. And that's what it was. And, and so, because of that, we got to do something different. Yeah. So, there you go. It's a minor bit of, I guess, a silver lining for, for you guys. Because there's nothing else that would have gotten me to not go. Because FYI, um, if you want, like, a travel hack, um, flying, like, if you're on a flight at midnight on New Year's Eve, it's, like, dirt cheap. So if you take a red eye, like, it's outrageous. Now, January 1st also... Can be. Can be. But and we've done that a lot, where we'll drive seven hours from Hume Lake to the cheapest airport to fly out to places. But um But New whenever Year's you're Eve. looking at flights, you always go, Man, if we could go New Year's <laughs> Eve, it would be so cheap. Because no one wants to fly then because everyone's celebrating. Everybody's celebrating, so yeah, New Year's Eve flights are really cheap. But nobody should be flying right now. Right. So. This is a later hack. <laughs> So yeah, that's our New Year's celebration. I mean, it was it was pretty fun. We've been just kind of chilling. The kids don't go back to school for a couple days yet. You have a little bit longer off. Which I have is an nice. extra week off than the kids, and um, we have we have some plans. Yeah, amongst which uh, are to watch uh, some daytime judge shows, which yeah, this is like never get our to do. Favorite. Judge face. Judy, Judge Marilyn Millian, the hottest judge on television. Because my lunch break is not, it's like a dead Yeah, time. it's all, they never have the shows on at that time. So. so. Yeah, so that's our New Year's. How are you guys doing? Tell us what you did. Did you uh, have any fun traditions that you started up being uh, at home or anything like that? We'd love to hear. You can write to us at MandarinOrangeShow at gmail.com. Dot com. And with that, it's time to jump into our top five. Every time a bell rings, we give our top five. So now we're coming fresh off of our best of 2021. And I know it's been a slow mail time, but we still do want to hear if anyone has a best of 2020 list. Make sure you write to us. It's not too late. You can send us a message at Facebook or wherever. We'd love to hear that as well. But we've got a new one um, that we're going to do tonight. And Janelle, you're going to start it since... uh, Yes. I think I started the last one. So we're going to do um, top five cruise destinations. Now this Um, means top five that we've gone to. That we've gone to. Um, We've been on a lot of cruises, but we know there's so many more we could possibly go to. But we decided to limit it to cruise destinations because it's kind of the same experience. It's like you get off. 
You only have a few hours to spend there. So you got, yeah, you have to pick one thing to do there. Yeah, and you get back on the boat. So it's kind of the same experience when you visit a port like and, that. And before you jump into it, too, just to... If someone is not familiar with this, because, you know, we talk about my vacation pants where I was talking about budget travel and cheap ways to go places. Cruises can be like the cheapest way to go somewhere and experience something if you shop correctly. It's not, uh, you know, I mean, we think of cruises as these big luxury things, which they are. But especially if you've got like a big family or whatever and you can uh, if you can work it right because the food and entertainment and travel is all included in it, it can really work out well. And if you get... If you know how to shop for a cruise mm -hmm. and you get a good deal, it can be really cheap. It's also a good thing to do with family members that travel differently than you mm -hmm. because they can go off and do their own thing and then you meet up at dinner and you still connect that way, but um, you're not like tied to having to do the same Right. Thing. You don't have any... And the dinner is served when it's served and if someone doesn't show up they don't show up it's and that's on them like and there's a buffet later they catch or whatever right. so you can eat all the time it, it is a really cool way to do that um obviously not right now uh no. i don't think it's an option but you I know think when we, it happens like said with a friend we said we'd do a cruise in 2025 um but even then we'll see <laughs> it's possible it really depends on how things go we'll, yeah. we'll wait and see but um but cruises are a, definitely an affordable way to see many exotic and beautiful and wonderful places on a budget in fact the cruise is the only reason we were even remotely able to afford doing the trip to trip japan and china Asia. to see all of the 15 uh, nights for $400 a person. Right. It's like, that includes your lodging, your travel, your, your food. food, and much of your entertainment. So it's we were going to have to get a hotel um, a couple nights on one end and a couple nights on the other. We had to fly into one port, fly out of the other. But um, but that was, was far cheaper than it would have been to like stay at hotels and eat and, food and do like train you know little in the transportation flights. right it just it would have been absolutely unaffordable and that would yeah. have made it so anyway let's get to it tell us your top five cruise destinations that we have gone to together okay so i have never gone on a cruise without you I've I only say that. I've only been on one without you. I went on one <laughs> with my parents. But then we did a very similar yeah, one. Yeah, almost. Well, in fact, we went to more destinations on the on one the we one. did. But so. I only did the one with my parents. Like It was while I was in college, I think, right? Or was it right before college? I think it was your college graduation present. Or no, something. it would have been high school graduation then. No, I was a senior in college when you went. So maybe it was a birthday... 21st birthday? No, because I got eye surgery for my 21st birthday. It was around that time, though. I don't know. Well, anyway, my parents did it for something. And I always, when you went on the cruise, I was like, whoa, you're fancy. And yeah, then you except, came back and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so affordable. Well, right, because we just did one of those little weekend ones out of L.A. And it helps that we live in a place where you just drive to L.A. real quick. Right. Um, or San Pedro, you know, right. and... I think, like, at the time, they were, like, 200 bucks per person, you know? So, for a weekend getaway, and you know, three nights. We're actually 
because the midweek one that we wound up doing was four nights. It's Monday through Friday. Leave and a Monday. And ours was hundred nineteen dollars. Yeah, and so I mean, for four nights with food and travel all included, and we didn't pay for excursions or anything like that. So no. you just do all the free stuff on the ship. I mean, that's cheap. Even yeah. for like poor post college students, that's yeah. cheap. You know. So I, you know, substitute it, teachers. It can cheap. be extremely expensive, but it can also be super cheap if you know what you're looking for. All right, so my number one top cruise destination, and I can say this is my number one top cruise destination beyond a doubt. Okay, is Castaway K. It's Disney's private island. And I said that, I say that for a couple of reasons, because first of all, I am like such a huge Disney fan <laughs> and going on a Disney cruise, I was like working for Disney at the time and the whole experience is so magical on a Disney cruise, let alone getting off in it, the Disney difference continuing they have like a barbecue like on the island private beaches yes the whole thing is private yes they had um they had like water slides they have a snorkeling lagoon with some of the best snorkeling that first disney cruise we did it was some of the clearest most beautiful snorkeling we've done i'd say besides hawaii including in that lagoon they have one of these submarines that used to be the Nautilus submarine yes. that used to be at Walt Disney World in their submarine ride, which was taken out, and they one of those vehicles is actually sunken in there and used as like first of all, it's like a sunken ship, but also they you know the reef builds up around yes. things like that, so you get lots of fish. And we saw a barracuda. Saw a barracuda. That's so cool. I just um, love Castaway Cay. We've we've gone. A- Two times, I think, on two different Disney cruises, and it's fun. Um, yeah. It's just wonderful. Um, and then the other ones in no particular order are um, Malta. Um, we went to um, the country slash island of Malta on our European cruise through the Mediterranean. Yep. And we went to Popeye's Village. Which we've was, talked about that yeah, quite a bit. We've talked yeah. about that recently. It was just such a fantastic adventure, and I loved it. Um, another one from that cruise, which is my favorite, is Marseille, France. Um, again, I was like, it started. I was a little nervous because we don't do um, excursions. Some of our family members do, but. We're not excursion people because we feel like we can do it cheap. It's not just feel. We can do it cheaper. (laughs) Always. Almost always. For a more authentic experience, um, we think. So, um, Marseille, your your family took, like, taxis. They took the two taxis. We couldn't get a taxi. So, we took, like, the public bus. You, me, Audrey, and Luke... Like, I haven't taken French since high school, so I'm, like, trying to get around, trying to use Google Translate, but I didn't have it on my phone. Matt had been doing the translating, and I was able to communicate enough to get us on a bus to meet your family up at this yeah. uh, castle church fortress thing. It was funny, though, because on our way back from there, 
from the top of this like fortress at the top of this mountain they have a train thing that you take down it's like on like street wheels but it's like a big train and they drive through the city and you were going over there trying to figure out how much it costs and where it goes and the guy was like it's easier just to speak english ma'am but a lot of people couldn't speak english right right i was so thankful he told me he could yeah um but it was just it was such a fun adventure it was we got crepes we got um uh eclairs we and the the views of marseille yeah it was were really some beautiful. of the dreamiest views um and then the next one is catalina um Ooh. we've gone to catalina a few times like taking a boat over but we actually went to catalina um with our friend jeff it was you me and jeff on the cruise our friend steve had a seasonal job at Costco. <laughs> bailed at the last minute. He bailed. And then they let him go a couple weeks later because it was seasonal and he was <laughs> bummed. But, um, yeah, so we we did that cruise together. And I just, I love Catalina, first of all. But I just loved, like, we did a glass-bottom boat tour. And we did, uh, we rented a golf cart because yep. there there's no cars on the island and you can only get around by golf cart, cart, and we like drove up to the tops of cliffs. We and, drove on every road you were allowed to drive yeah. on their like rental map. Yeah, and you had to take a little dinghy boat because the cruise ship can't dock all the way in. So well, we remember we a also did a we did a glass too. bottom boat, mm-hmm. but none of that. Even though they had a thing for renting the carts, we just walked over and did it ourselves. Yeah. Because it's cheaper. it's cheaper. Now, the glass bottom boat tour, though, I feel like we did do with the cruise. We did. Because it was only... No, it was the same price. We compared, we and compared. it was the same price. Yeah. So we're like, all right, we'll book we that. We might as well do it. it in fact, that. I remember at the time, it was eight bucks. And that's how much the ticket was. We're like, all right, well... We'll do that. I'll do that. Because that way, so. it's reserved ahead of time, you know? Yeah. So I just... it. It definitely has that, like, Pacific Coastal California feel, and we live in California, and I love California. There's a reason we live here. So I put that on my top five. I debated. All right, all right. In there. And then my fifth one is Skagway in Alaska. Alaska cruises, I would say, because we've been on a couple, Alaska cruises, you can see more from the boat than any other cruise. Definitely. It's like, the most scenic from the ship. You could stay on the boat the whole time and just get the Alaskan experience. But getting off in Skagway, I felt like we were um, gold <laughs> gold miners. Yeah. You know, in the 1800s, like, we went to the, like, Gold Rush Cemetery and we saw the waterfalls and you... Um, could see, like, the history. You could see the mountain where everybody climbed. And the train line that goes up into the hills uh, out of there to the And it mines. Was, it's not a super, like, congested big city. No, it's and, very small town. And um, I do have fun memories of us, like, walking around trying to find Audrey. Because Audrey was a baby the first time we went. And we were trying to find her little, like, cereal. Puffs. Puffs. Because she didn't have teeth, and 
you know, it was hard for her on the cruise to, like, eat certain things. So I just remember having an adventure um, doing that. So um, Skagway, we've been there a couple times, too, is my favorite. Now, I did put one where we didn't get off the boat. Oh, okay. It's not a port. So I feel All like right. that didn't count. All right, what? But um, Glacier Bay National Park. So you're, this is a bonus one you're putting in there? Well, it wasn't a port because we didn't get off. It wasn't That's a port of That's not what we said. We said cruise destination. Well, Glacier National Park. Glacier Bay. Yes. National Park. That's the part that's the most scenic from the cruise ship in Alaska. Because like you're calf, watching the uh, ice. Glaciers the- calving. You could hear it crackling. You're just passing through these huge icebergs. They had the rangers from the National Park get on the cruise ship. And do, like, guided tour talks and And stuff. I remember I was nursing Audrey at the time. And I'm, like, just sitting here on a, like, um, a, like uh, what are they called? Beach chair. Deck chair. Deck chair. I'm laying back, nursing Audrey, looking at glaciers calving up. I have a virgin pina colada. <laughs> and there's all, it goes in amongst all of these icebergs. Like floating icebergs with bald eagles landed on all of them. Oh my gosh, they're the pigeons of Alaska. Yeah, it they're was everywhere. Incredible. Um, and I just, um, I love cruising. Wait, is that your top five? So just rattle them off real quick. So okay, I got all five. So I said, um, just to review, I said Castaway K, Malta, Marseille, Catalina, and Skagway. Plus a bonus of Glacier Bay. You started it. All right. So of ours, there's only one uh, duplicate. Really? Really, yes. That's how many cruises we've been on. Well, that's true, too. (laughs) Um, All right. So my first one that I put uh, was from our Europe trip, our Europe cruise, and I said Sicily. I was going to see. There's so many I debated. Yeah. Well... So, you'll probably notice a pattern here, but I won't say it yet. I'll see if you can figure it out. But Sicily, I absolutely loved. Um, you know, Malta was fantastic, but I felt like our experience there was an experience with Popeye's Village. And we got to go on the taxi and the bus and stuff, but we didn't experience a Malta ton of per Malta, se. per se. It was more the, I could see the Popeye's Village. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that wasn't a huge highlight of the trip, but... You know, as far as the culture of Malta, I could tell you about the, that one taxi guy and the bus station. And other than that, it's all and a, a the beautiful park. doors. Well, and so the, many beautiful doors and architecture. There was, and the, you know, we went in the Mediterranean and swam. It's not like mm-hmm. we didn't experience it, but still, you know, I get it. I get it. That's how I narrowed it down. So, but the thing with Sicily is that we did. We had this amazing experience. First of all. My family heritage, Vecchio is our last name. It is we're from Sicily. Um, my my ancestors, my great grandparents lived near Mount Etna, which is the volcano in Sicily. Um, there was glass blowers who used the lava to blow glass in our family. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I, I there's a lot of history with Sicily. So that was pretty amazing to get to go to. There was the first time I've ever been there. And you know? we saw Mount Etna. We did. We saw it like it. It wasn't like erupting, erupting, but it was like smoking was as smoking. we were going by. You know, 
Um, that we saw like from the ship. As now we, your parents did. They did a, like an excursion up to Mount Etna, but but you kind of had to make the decision: were you going to do that? Because they didn't get to experience the town, right? And like so we did. We just did walking, which is often what we do. We just got off and walked into the city, and it was spectacular. The city—I can't remember the name of the city off the top of my head—but it's you know near the port there. Um, first of all. You know, we walked around. We we've talked about this a few times, I think, on the show. But we walked into this little shop where they had gelato. <laughs> we we're gonna get like drinks and stuff for the kids. And you know, well, first we we're just gonna get drinks to walk around with, right? It was hot. It was hot. It was summertime. And these two amazing old Italian gentlemen. <laughs> one of them was like my dad's age, and the other one would have been like my grandpa's age. Uh-huh. Like you know, really old guy. And they just, I don't, they didn't speak a word of English, but they recognized us. Uh, as being Americans, obviously, and they're like, "Oh, you want some?" Uh, I mean, they didn't say this in English, but they they had uh, cannelloni. Oh, have some cannelloni. Yeah, you just no, no, like, no, no, we're okay. Here, here, and they just start serving it up to us, and then oh, I'm have not this. Saying no to them. No, and and. It was but like, they were like it was so natural. And yeah, they knew they were gonna get us to buy it, and that's fine. It was the best thing I've ever tasted in my life. Well, we went back. We and went got back another one. after we did our walking around. We went back to the same and we shop don't and got buy more. stuff when we get off cruises because you load up for breakfast. Yeah, and then you eat dinner when you get back on. The only thing we do though, especially in Europe, was we would buy like bottles of water. Yeah, drinks, uh, because soda, you're or whatever. Because yeah. yeah, you know. And so anyway. Uh, that was just amazing. And then we go out in the town square and we just had such good timing because they have this huge clock up in the town square and it has all of these automatons, like little like robotic figures Mm -hmm. and each, you know, every 15 minutes one will move. But we got there when we walked out into the town square, it was at noon, and that's when they all go off. So imagine, the big show. imagine like the it's a small world clock, you know, where little creatures come out or people come out, but it's like Centuries dragons old. and lions <laughs> and all kinds of you know soldiers and stuff. There's tons of them. It's you know, I think I think it was still in the like built in the 1900s, but it was like 1930s or something like yeah. that. And it was just incredible. We got to see it all, and the whole like town was gathered there. But, like, we just happened to be, walk in at the right time. We didn't know that it was going to go right. off. And then we walked around, and there was, like, a cool museum about Sicily that was free. And we walked in and looked around in there. And then we walked through, like, this cool, like, mall, like, this open-air mall. It just I don't know. All this, like, old architecture went by, like, these old churches and basilicas. It was beautiful. And it didn't cost us a penny except for the cannellonis that we went back for seconds on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I just really, really had an amazing experience with that. So. That's my number one. Number two, Ketchikan. Interesting. So I really debated over which of the ports to say in Alaska because basically we've done two trips to Alaska, but you know Anchorage is where you start, or I can't remember what the other little town we started at was the other time. But Whittier, Whittier, Alaska, right? But we didn't do much in those. That was just sort of the starting off point. So really, there are three cities that we visited, and both of the trips we did stopped at the same three cities. Mm-hmm. Although one of them had an extra stop at I can't remember the name of that island that was really pretty. Yeah. It was more like a na- just a nature preserve, yeah. you know, where you walk around and stuff and some trails. It was great. But of the three cities, we stopped at Juno, Ketchikan, and Skagway. Juno was a highlight for me because it had the uh, Bullwinkle's <laughs> Pizza, which we visited both times. And even though we don't buy food, it's Bullwinkle's Pizza, as in Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yes. They used to have one here in California that I loved as a kid, and they took it out, and it's still there. Yes. At least it was the last time we went up there. So that was great. But... 
Then Skagway, for all the reasons that you said, was fantastic. But for me, Ketchikan wound up edging the others out because, first of all, it had that whole little village that's all built out on stilts over the water, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And there's all these shops over the water and, you know, people's houses and stuff, um, which is really, really neat. That's also where I think we saw the most bald eagles was there at Ketchikan. And then they have this really cool funicular train that goes up the mountain that's also free. And so we went through this, like, floating village, like, you know, that's built up on stilts over the water. Then you walk, you go up this... Uh, free funicular train, and then we walk down the trail back down the backside of the mountain. It's just yeah. such a cool experience. I um, believe it rained both times we It went. did, yeah. It was freezing cold, and there's, like, nobody out there because <laughs> no one wants to be out in the rain, and that makes it all the better for me. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, it, it was tough. Those were all great, but that edged it out for me. So, I got one in Italy. I've got, I mean, one in uh, Europe, one in Alaska. My next one is Puerto Vallarta. Mexico. This is when we went down on the western coast of Mexico. Yeah. Now, Puerto Vallarta uh, was so fantastic. This one, I think of all the trips we've ever done, both on cruises and otherwise, this was our single most adventurous thing I think we've ever done. Like, we've done, you know, we I drove a 10-passenger van <laughs> all around Italy and... Uh, you know, we've, we've gone hiking through swamps and we've done snow hiking through frozen, uh, you know, trails to see frozen waterfalls. But I think this was the most daring almost, thing we ever did. I almost put this one. Because basically, you know, I took Spanish in high school. I went up through Spanish four. I can communicate some in Spanish. I'm hesitant about it, but I understand it a lot better than I speak it, right? Uh, but you know, well enough to like get around a little bit. And so we wanted to go, I looked up like, we love to go snorkeling when we go on cruises and I looked up like the best place to go snorkeling. And it was this place that was, I don't know, like half an hour South of where the cruise ship is. Right. And they had their little excursions to all these places, but they didn't even have an excursion that went to, to this place. Here. And I can't remember the name of it, but there's all these like rocks with caves out in it and you can snorkel out around all these rocks and caves. And... I wanted to do this so bad, right? And so we looked it up, and the only way to get down there, you could take a taxi, but it was super expensive, but they have, like, these <laughs> the public buses bus. that would take you down there for super cheap. And I'm like, that's what we're going to do. And by the way, Audrey was, like, 18 months old at the time, and she had She's, just weaned. She had just finished breastfeeding. So we sent her with your parents right. on their excursion. But you were pregnant with Luke at the time, too. And that's, and I was pregnant with Luke. I was, um, I don't know, like four or five months pregnant. Yeah. And we had my brother with us. Mm -hmm. And we just went out and we walked down, like, I don't know, a block or two to the bus station. And there's, like, a ton of different buses. But we found the one. And I had, like, done the research all ahead of time because we didn't have, like... Our cell phones, mm -mm. we didn't have, like, international calling on, and so our cell phones didn't work. And so we found the bus and got on. We rode, like, half an hour down. And we I were think with, like, it's just like locals. People. This was not like, yeah, this is just a local bus. There was no other tourists. And on then the we, bus. we went way down south. We got off of the bus. Then you have to, like, hike down this, like, hill yes. for a ways, and you get down to this beach. 
And it's not like, I mean, there are tourists there, but it's we all. We thought maybe we could, like, didn't we think we could, like, swim out to it? But well, it kind of far. Well, you could, but it was really far out to the rocks. I mean, not really far, but, like, far enough. And so there's all these guys that have, like, their little rowboats or motorboats, and they just pull up on the beach, and then you'd, like, pay them to take you out to it. And they'd take you out, and you'd, like, dive off the boat, and you go snorkeling. You could maybe have swum out, but it was pretty far. And, and the guy's, like... Well, like five or six guys came up to us and um and we kind of like let them like bid. Well, no, because what happened first though is that we were gonna drop our stuff and these guys came up and different guys were saying, like, do you want us to watch your stuff? Like, can we guard oh, your yeah. stuff on the beach? And I had read about this and we wound up paying a guy to watch our stuff on the beach. Cause if you don't Did we? I thought we brought it with us no. with the boat guy. No, we wound up paying a guy to watch our stuff. We did? I we thought did. we did that in St. Thomas. No, no, not in St. Thomas. So we paid a guy to... To watch to our watch stuff. And stuff then we paid... And a different guy. <laughs> and a different guy. We paid him... I don't know how much it was. It wasn't much, though. But, you know, paid him a bit. And he took us out on this boat. On this, I think it was a little motorboat. And took us out, I don't know, like several hundred yards out by these caves. And we snorkeled around these, like, awesome rock formations and caves. It was... Epic. We saw like so much cool stuff. And your brother Matt was with us too. Yeah. And and then he brought us back and we got our stuff back and everything was on the up and up. Now I did have like a waterproof pouch to like keep our valuables. It's not like we're leaving like loads of you know quality stuff. Some of our stuff we had to leave their towels and things like that. Yeah. Anyway, it was uh it was epic, and I love it. And then we took the bus back and made it just in time. It was, it was just pretty great, and I just felt like, yeah, yeah I almost we can do this. I almost did put that one on there. So that's my Mexico one. I got one in Europe, one in Alaska, one in Mexico. Now I've got a Caribbean one, which is Saint Thomas. I do love Saint Thomas. And we did a lot. We've done a lot of cool places in the Caribbean. But the reason I picked Saint Thomas, first of all. Uh, is that it had spectacular snorkeling there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw a sea turtle there when we snorkeled. Yep. And just so much other great stuff. Um, but part of it, too, is that we got to go there twice. And once when we went, when you worked at Disneyland, and then once we went with our kids, and we brought them, and that was the first place our kids they ever snorkeled. They ever learned to snorkel. That's where they learned to snorkel. And it was so amazing. We got... We had their snorkel stuff, but we also had a little, like, plastic inflatable boat that we got that has, like, a clear, clear bottom, bottom. So that when they, you know, we'd have them snorkel for a bit, but then when they got tired out, we'd put them in the little boat, and I just kind of, like, would swim along and hold on to it. And they had, like, life preservers. And- yeah, and it's, like, a real protected lagoon. I mean, it's not, like, we're not talking about open ocean or anything like that. And they were really little at yeah. the time. But then they so. could just look down the bottom of the mm-hmm. boat and still see all the fish, because it's, like, a big viewing still window. snorkel. We didn't have to go in, because they're in the... But right. the water is like a bathtub. Oh, so warm. So that was great. It's also fun there because the the best snorkeling place is clear across the island. And again, they have like excursions from the cruise ship. But we just hop on these taxis, quote unquote. But their taxis that they have there are so great. They're all like pickup trucks. And they've just it's welded welts. benches into the back of the beds. And then you just climb on the benches in the back of the beds. And they drive you mm-hmm. up and over the mountains on the far side. Because that's the best spot to snorkel. And you just say, hey, um, when are you coming back? Yep. And, and then they come just back. come back and get you. So, uh I just love that place. That was super, super cool. So, finally, my last one is our one overlap, which is Castaway K. 
Because, come on. Come on. It's Disney's private island. Now, that is in the Bahamas. It is. You know, adjacent to uh, the Caribbean. So, if you'll notice, I've got a Europe, an Alaska, a Mexico on the West Coast, a Caribbean, and then a Bahamas. So, I had a little theme going there You as had well. a theme. That's how I narrowed it down. It is hard. A lot of those... I almost said I yeah, the same type thing, but well, that helped me to narrow it down some to pick one from each region, and uh, and I did if that. You did so. That is our top five. What about you guys? Have you ever been on cruises? And if so, do you have a top five? Where cruise should we go? Where have you been? What are your favorite cruise lines? Disney's the best. It's not cheap, but when you work there, it is. That's yep. how we got to do so many Disney cruises. And I did do a cheap one while we have been doing this podcast. That's I did true. Do a cheap you one. found one. But in all the years since we worked there, that's the only time we've ever found a cheap Disney cruise. There's been cheap ones when I'm working that yeah. I can't go on. But that one happened to be cheap when I'm off. That's what I mean. Like it rarely do, works out. For To get a cheap Disney cruise, you've got to do the repositioning cruises. Yeah, that that made the thing, and that's, that's when we got to go to Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. So, all right, I well, too, I could have put Puerto Rico on. Yeah, there. but that was more of our destiny, our yeah. end, than like the cruise stop. So yeah, it didn't really count. We spent that. more time there because we spent. The yeah, night we spent there. the night there. So to me, that was more of a place we went that wasn't just a cruise. Because you know, cruise destination, cruise stop, you get off and you have one day there, basically. Right. So, to me, that was a different. Well, what would we have done if we went to Asia, though? Because a lot of those were like well, two, two, days. Na- two nights. Yeah. But you still are going back to the cruise ship at night. That's so I true. think that would count. Well, anyway, um, we're going to move it right along and we're going to quick movie time. Movie time. Okay, we just have to mention a couple of movies that we watched uh, recently. First of all, we did watch one more Christmas movie that you put on the list here. Mm-hmm. What did we watch? Home Alone. Home Alone is a fantastic movie. One of the best. It made me cry. It always does. It's a real tearjerker. Because it's the neighbor when he talks about his son. No. You gotta love that part. But it's so fun and funny. The kids love it. And we watched it you mm-hmm. know, many times before. But it's a good one. It's Auntie Rachel's favorite Yes, it is. So they always talk about Auntie Rachel whenever we watch it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's great. Love Home Alone. But I also wanted to mention the two exercise movies we watched. We talked a little bit about Annabelle Hooper and the Ghost of Nantucket. <laughs> it's on, I think it's Netflix, maybe Hulu. It's Netflix. Amazon Netflix. I don't know, like, I don't know the history of it or how it got made, but it's like super cheese. I, basically, I think the. Nantucket, because it's really shot in Nantucket. I think they're like tourism board, like hired people to make a movie make a set movie, there. Make a movie about our island, and that's uh, that's what you get there. I don't think it's is it an island. I thought it was just a. No, well, I guess they take they a ferry take a there. Ferry? Huh? Isn't Nantucket an island? I thought it was like at the end of a, a peninsula. Because we, where did we stay? It's an island. Okay, what's the thing we stayed at then? Right there. What's that? No, we stayed up there. Yeah, we stayed at a little offshoot. No, up here. There. We stayed on this one. What's that there? Nantasket. Oh, you know what? It's funny. That's that's what I was thinking the whole time. I was thinking that was where we went. 
No. That's Nantasket. Okay, Nantasket and Nantucket, I realize is different, but in my brain, that's where I was thinking they were at. That makes way more sense. No, see, it's off the coast of the little... Yeah, I know now, but in my mind, that's what I was picturing. We stayed in Nantasket right around the corner (laughs) and then took the ferry over to to Boston. Boston. For whatever reason, that's what I was thinking they're at, but I mean, now that you're saying it, I realize they're separate things. They even, like, mentioned the island. The island, the island, the island. I wasn't paying that much attention because it was such a bad movie. Uh, Really cheesy acting. Their kid's favorite line is they're, like, you know, trying to solve this mystery. And they're in, like, the the living room. And one of the guys leans against the bookcase. And it opens up. And they all go, secret bookcase not secret passage or whatever but they say secret bookcase the bookcase was very clearly there all along anyway just so much like bad dialogue like that not to mention like the acting you know they see like real ghosts and then they're like oh what should we do next like they don't discuss the fact hey we just got haunted by ghosts they're just like let's go solve the next mystery now and although one of the kids was Rodney from Desire of the Wimpy Kid movies Roderick Roderick, yeah. Roderick. There was just, it was crazy. So, if you're looking for a movie that's so cheesy, you can exercise through it and you won't miss out and you want to have your Check kids laugh with you. Annabelle Hooper. And the ghost of Nantucket, not Nantasket. <laughs> uh, and then the other one we watched, which was actually one that you got me for my birthday. Uh, it's a movie that I used to own on VHS and then we did the whole transition to DVD and I never replaced it until now, was... Pocket Ninjas. That's right. Pocket Ninjas is one of the all-time worst movies ever made. If you've never seen Pocket Ninjas, I want you to do yourself a favor. Find a copy. It's super cheap. I mean, it's probably like five or six bucks for the DVD, right? Nobody has DVD players anymore. Okay, well, I'm sure you can stream it somewhere. It's so bad. It is... It makes no sense whatsoever. It definitely was... They were trying to capitalize on, like, the three ninjas... Films plus Karate Kid, Karate Kid, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, stuff like that. Um, it's just bizarre how bad it is. So I highly recommend it. It is really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> um, not only do they do karate fights on rollerblades, but one of the scenes is a dream sequence that takes place in a balloon factory. Except in the dream, a balloon factory is a place where clowns blow up balloons. <laughs> for some reason and then there's like guys bouncing up on it and doing karate on it um they also kidnap the kid's mom by putting a fishing pole out with a dollar bill on it oh but she doesn't want the dollar bill the thing that they actually get her on like the dollar bill didn't work they put a few other things and the thing that worked was a coupon that's right they caught the mom with the kidnap the mom by putting a coupon on a fishing pole and dragging it along and they're in the tree with the fishing pole but they dragged it like several hundred feet yeah it's amazing you guys it's seriously amazing so definitely check out pocket ninjas you will not regret it if you enjoy bad movies in any way shape and or we form. started a new exercise movie but we haven't finished it yet what's the new one Mac and Me. That's right. The famous, like, sort of McDonald's tie-in movie that Paul Rudd always shows a clip of on Conan O'Brien's show. Conan, yes. So, yeah. That's our uh, our movie section. All right, we got to do a quick Couch Potato Corner. Couch Potato Corner. The CPC. And... 
a one and a two and a three. Cobra Kai season three. I didn't know you were gonna say that since you didn't even put it on the list when you were writing it out. I forgot. Yeah, we watched Cobra Kai season three. We binged it. I don't want to spoil it because I think people might still be watching it, but it's amazing, you guys. We'll talk in more detail we'll about it. We'll talk later. later when you guys have all had a chance yeah. to watch it. But it came out on New Year's Day. And wow. Yeah, we didn't it watch just, it all the first day, but I think it took two sessions. To I watch texted it all. Um, my dad because my dad is like a super Cobra Kai fan. Which yeah. I just think it's so endearing and adorable. But I texted him last night after we finished it, and I'm like, Cobra Kai! And I put like an emoji of a cobra, you know, over and over again. And he's like, I've only watched the first episode. Dina won't let Dina, my stepmom, won't let me watch it without her. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, you gotta watch it. It's so good. So good. I, I'm not gonna say any specifics, but I, I will say about a 30 second minor spoiler that. Okay, here we go. Here's the minor, minor spoiler. There are some characters that show up that are scream inducing. Yes. So wonderful. You have to watch it. If you guys have any interest in the Karate Kid. One of them made us cry. Oh my gosh. It's so good. All right. Spoiler over. <laughs> Moving along. Uh, do you have any Bachelorette updates? I feel like you already talked about the I index. did. Um, the only reason I ha- left it there is because tomorrow, guys, if you're, you know, want to watch this season of The Bachelor with me... It's fresh. It starts tomorrow. Episode one. Well, it will already have aired when I edit this. So. The Matchelor. It won't be tomorrow. They can watch it on Hulu. I know, but I'm just saying it won't <laughs> be tomorrow. Catch up. <laughs> Why haven't you watched it already? It already happened. So I just wanted to put that out there. I'm very excited. We've been watching Harvey Beaks with the kids. Tell us your thoughts on Harvey Beaks. Harvey Beaks is adorable and... Um, I'm really enjoying it. I was going to tell um, my friend who, um, gosh, it's just so fantastic. My friend Carly, like, loves me to recommend lists of things for her to watch. <laughs> and she just got Hulu. And I was going to recommend Harvey Beaks for her to watch with her kids. But I think her kids are a little too young for it. See, I don't think so. Like, they totally... Because it's got the, like, cute cartoon animal appeal. But, yeah. like, the true value of it is the writing and the, like, you don't the deeper think, things. Like, foo and... Um, foo and Fee? Foo and Fee don't do, like... They're not, like, a bad influence. I mean, I guess you could warn her, like, if they're worried about naughty. Because they say, like... Farts and butts and stuff like, but it's not like bad at all. All right. Well, I will give her the, it the warning her the of that. Warning, yes. But um, it it is a really cute show to watch with your kids, and I have been enjoying it. Yeah. Um, we've watched some more of the Durrells of Corfu, and it's beautiful, and we love it. Oh my gosh! We're only like three episodes in, right? I thought we watched four last night. Maybe. Because I did make some Red Robin French fries. That's right. Really late. And then I figured out the exact recipe for campfire sauce. Yeah. So I guess we did so watch guys, four. So um, guys, if you do Vaughn's Pavilion slash Safeway, depending on where you live, they sell the Red Robin 
French fries now with the seasoning. And you have a really good recipe for the sauce. So. Oh my gosh, it's on the bag, but I found a different one that like perfected it even more. Yeah, it's great. Well, that's our couch potato corner <laughs> update. We just had to do a little bit of that. We've also been like our go-to like background show to just watch when we like are looking for whatever is uh is Seinfeld. Yes. So you gotta like fold some laundry or clean up in the room or whatever. Or like I'm asleep. I can only make it through like one yeah half an hour. We've been watching sometimes. I've it's great. I've watched Seinfeld countless times, but just I love watching through it again. So I think we're in the middle of like season two on that. Yeah. And that's our couch potato corner. We have one more really important segment that we're going to do tonight on this episode, and it is game night. Yes. It's going to be a lightning round because, guys, that's what we got for Christmas. We all got each other board games, and then, like, my family, like, we got... (laughs) For my family board games and your family board mm-hmm. games, and then what everyone got us is board games. Yeah. So we have like a plethora of new board games around to play. And Audrey's been really excited to play them all too. So she's been like reading the directions and yeah. getting it set up. And and we have played like so many board games <laughs> in the last, uh, you know, couple weeks since Christmas. Well, even starting with my birthday because I got a bunch of my birthday right. also. Um, but we still have, like, a pile more. Part of it, too, is that you then, at one point, found, like, a deal, like a buy two, yeah, get two free at Target. And so we actually just bought some for ourselves because they were so cheap. Well, yeah, hot tip. If you download the Target app, um, they have, like, a, a cartwheel. If you join, like, the cartwheel coupons, yeah. you can add 20% off board games. They have it a lot. Yeah. So... Well, and we just, we love board games. It's really fun to do with our family and with our kids and stuff. So, let's do a lightning round. We'll go every other one, talk about the game, and then go. Okay. All right, you go first. Let's start with Rook. Classic. We've talked about it before. That's not a new one. It's just like my all-time favorite game to play. It's so. really a fun card game. And the kids did really well. I'm trying to think of who won. You won that one. I did win that one. Yeah. It was close. not easy to do. I, I think I was in second. Yeah. So. Um, you got me Battleship for Christmas, I think, right? Yes, um, I did. But it's it was like, like classic. Yeah, edition. like the vintage one that looks exactly like the one that would have come out in like the 50s or whatever. And I knew we didn't have Battleship, and I knew you like Battleship. Yeah. I so. mean, I have various video game versions of it, but we didn't have like a physical one. Um, and it's fun. I mean, I realize that you can play Battleship with pen and paper, but it's fun to do the actual pegs and have the boats and stuff. You and I played against each other, and I won. You did, yes. Two for two. The kids have actually been playing, <laughs> like, the two of them. Obviously, that's like a two-player game, you know. Yes. Um, uh, okay, you go next. Perfection. We got that for Lukey for Christmas. That's such a stressful game, but and so challenging, but so fun. Well, we've been going around. Everyone's been trying to beat it. Because, you know, you have to, you have like 60 seconds or whatever it is. And you put all the shapes in before the thing pops. If you don't make it, then the whole board pops and explodes all the pieces all over. And but if, if you, you do. want to see Audrey's hilarious reaction, I did put it in the Mandarin. Yeah, she's got a great slow-mo of her like, whoa. 
Um, who's the only person who's actually been able to solve it to beat it? That once? would be you, Daddy. That's right. I beat it with like half a second to spare because you have to like hit the stop button before it explodes. Oh my gosh! And you were a half a second. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, okay, next, uh, we talked briefly about this before, but you got me a couple of Princess Bride games for my birthday, um, and we played the Battle of Wits, mm-hmm. which is like a card one, and you're competing against each other, um, like the part with Vecini with the, the poison and the wine, and you basically have different cards that are poison or wine, and you put them in the different cups, and you have to try to, um, you know, pick the cup that is not poisoned, and so that you don't get poisoned, and so... Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's a good one, and um, we played like two or three rounds of it. Yeah. And it's pretty fun. All right, next one was, are you dumber than a box of rocks? (laughs) This one is great. And uh, we played the game. It's a trivia-based game where you put some rocks in a box. Well, they have them. They provide the rocks. They provide the rocks. And the rocks pick either zero, one, two, and then you... All the answers to the trivia questions are either zero, one, or two. When you say the rocks, you shake it up. There's a mark on either mm-hmm. side of it, and so it could either answer zero, one, or two. And you see if you're dumber than a box yes. of rocks. So if so, the, if you get it right and the rock gets it right, you both move forward. If just one of you gets it right, one of you moves forward, and whoever gets to the end first wins. So we've learned. We did it two ways. We did it collaboratively, which is how you're supposed to play. Um, so Phil and the kids and I all played together and we did beat the rocks, but then we said we were going to go one at a time and each individual person picked zero, one or two, see if we could still beat the rocks. And we did not in that way. Separately, we were dumber than a box of rocks. But we haven't tried like just one person at a time doing it all by themselves. So we'll have to do that. Um, we have been doing Kahoot, which is not technically a board game. We talked about it a little bit a lot last time. Yeah. We did a game night. It's like an online trivia thing that you run. You do that type of thing with your students, but it's fun to do with friends and family. And so we did one, um, for my Christmas family. My family did a, like, Christmas gathering. And then we did another one with my parents and their friends the other night. And we played a lot the other night. Yeah. And um, I won the Bachelor trivia. I won the Infectious Diseases trivia. Mm-hmm. We thought that one was going to go to your mom. Yeah. Because it is the fastest finger. Yeah. So, like, there was probably four or five that we did where I tied with my, my parents' friend, uh, who happened to have been a three-time Jeopardy champion, by the way. Yes. Uh, where I tied with him on the number that we got right. But he entered. But he entered him in faster. And, in fact, one of them... My mom actually got one more correct than he did, but he's so fast that he he's still, still won like, because he was that much faster. He got that many more bonus points. We just think we just are not fast fingered. Yeah. Well, you are not fast enough, though. <laughs> um, oh, you're up next. Okay, so then we did a game called Mission X Code, and we thought that was going to be like a room escape one. But it actually is more like, what did you say? It's like a rummy type of game, like a collaborative rummy type of game. And it's like high pressure time and you've got to get like three of each card, but you can only pass them certain ways. And uh, we did beat the easy mode on that. So now we got to go up to like the next level. So now we're going to go to the next level. 
Uh, the next one, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this already too, but I Hate to Kill You is the other Princess Bride, or one of the other Princess Bride ones. That one's me. fun. That's my favorite of the new ones so far. I absolutely There's one love we it. haven't played yet. Yeah. I, I got you too. Um, but it is, uh, it's a strategy, like, dice and cards game, and it's so much fun. Like, maybe of all of these is my favorite, like, new game that we've gotten, I think. All right, you're up next. Dominoes. Um, we played around on New Year's Eve, and we did um, like the real easy version. Just the simple, like Uno style, where you just try to get rid of your the dominoes first. Yes. But we're I'm going to teach the kids some other versions. You know, we actually do score and stuff. Right. And we pulled out. That's not new. We had dominoes before, but just was realizing that I don't think they've played... I mean, I think I played them when they were little, but they hadn't actually played dominoes yeah. that they could remember. So thought we'd pull that out. All right. Uh, throw, throw, burrito, I think we talked about, too. That's the one that's like playing spoons, but then you throw burritos at each other. Soft burritos. The kids really like that one. Yeah. I really like it, too. We that's talked fun. about that with the kids when mm -hmm. they were on last time. Your turn. Um, next, we played Chick-a-Pick. Um, you were saying that's like Chinese checkers, I think? Yeah, sort of. You know, where you have to get your pieces from your side of the board to the other side of the board through your goal. But there's a lot, very different gameplay structure. Um, it's more like a sliding block puzzle game as, as far as the actual it's, gameplay is it's concerned. A, I called it a spatial awareness game. Um, that's not... Spatial awareness is not, like, my super strength, and it's really hard against the three of you. And yet you won, so you I keep saying that. I did win the first one. I bragged about winning a bunch of spatially aware people. Yeah. Um, but... And you beat us, too. Yeah. And Audrey won the next round. <laughs> um, but, yes, it, it was super fun uh, game. Yeah, that one I could see us playing more, too. I really enjoyed that. Uh, we got a board game version of Jumanji. I have a feeling that there's probably been multiple Jumanji board games. This uh, one was the one at Target. But yeah, and it was fun. Yeah. It was good. I mean, it wasn't like earth shattering, but we had a good yeah. time with it. It was like a little decoder and it's really challenging and yeah. it is collaborative and not. It's sort of, yeah, sort of both. And it's, it's like also you're collaborative and you're playing against each other. It's it's like 80% good luck game, too, though. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot not of strategy, lot of strategy. maybe 90%. Um, but, you know, it's it's it was fun. It was fun to do. I won that one. Um, you're up next. <laughs> you did. You won that one, too. Uh, Quirkle. Um, did you forget what that one is? It's like... Dominoes, right? It is. It's very similar to, like, again, that basic type of dominoes where you're trying to get rid of them all. Um, except that it's they're different pieces, and you are trying to make either a group of uh, six of all one color or six of all one shape. There's different shapes on them, and you lay them out. You play them out similar to dominoes, but yeah. there's a lot of different gameplay. It was really fun, and that's what made me want to pull out the dominoes in the first place, actually. And finally, we played the Blockbuster game. Ben Hunt, I think, was asking us about this because mm -hmm. he saw it in like a video or something you posted. Now, it said on the box that for a movie game for anybody who's ever watched a movie. So we thought the kids could play with us. 
But it's a little challenging for kids, so we kind of had to modify it. Yeah, so what we did is I sorted through the cards ahead of time and just pulled out movies that the kids might have had a chance of hearing of. Because basically what you do, it's fun. It was a fun it's game. It's so fun. You have like a stack of movies. Well, first you do a head-to-head challenge where you have to think of a category. For instance, it'll say movies with a, a, a race car in it. And then one person says there's a little timer and you like slap it back and forth. Sort you got to like, go back and like forth chess. until you can't think of it. Yeah, you, if you can't think of it in 15 seconds, then that person gets to start. Then you pull out uh, the cards and each card has a movie title on it. And then there's three categories. You, you can either act it out like charades. You can do a quote from the movie or you can say one word clue that would give you the movie. So you pick the three cards and you decide if you're going to which one of those things you're going to, you're going to act it out you're going to say the quote or you're going to do one word and then you have a time limit to do those clues to your teammate right which is fine and good and there's a lot of fun movies in there but most of the movies in there are kids that have never heard of so they're not going to get a quote from taxi driver right like right. so what we did then is pulled out all the movies that they would have at least a chance of hearing or in some cases that you would have a chance of like doing a charades for, which some of those were still like challenging for them. So it worked, but it definitely is not a game I would recommend for small kids just because they do not have the frame of reference. It's got it's for someone who knows movies. Yeah. But if you do know movies, it was really, really fun. And Phil um said, make sure you put some hard ones in there. And then he um, thought I put in two hard yeah, ones. Yeah, so for the kids, ones <laughs> that she thought the kids might get. Taxi Driver, The Big Lebowski, Psycho. And I'm like, what? Our kids the don't kids know those. Like, I've heard of Psycho. Okay, Psycho they've heard because Alfred Hitchcock. I was thinking if you could say the word crazy, then Psycho. But how would they get Big Lebowski? Big Lebowski, I thought you'd be a quote because you always quote Big Lebowski. Not to our kids. And you say... Oh, that's from a movie Mommy and Daddy really like called The Big Lebowski. No, I don't. The only movie quote from that movie I would maybe say in front of them is, that's like your opinion, man. Like, that's pretty much it. There's nothing else quotable from that movie in front of them. Look, you wanted to have some hard ones, or if we just put all easy ones the kids could see, then they we would have just been going back and forth the whole time and nobody would have won. No, because you do it, you have to collect a certain number. You have to collect one of each genre of movie to win. So they have each card. So I had to have some other genres in there besides animation. Well, point being, I don't think the kids are going to get anything from the deer hunter just yet. Um, Anyway. The deer hunter. That was one of the ones he included in there. You're like, deer. Yeah, remember he was like acting out deer and like hunter. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me right now? I think you put that one in. I did not put the deer hunter in there. <laughs> reservoir dogs. You're like, you know, a big pool of water. I and didn't then, put arf, reservoir arf. dogs in there. Anyway, uh, it was fun. Uh, I think it would be fun for someone who likes movies and a good, you know. I yeah, mean, Ben, you would like it. Definitely. And it has like the little blockbuster sign in the parking lot. Well, and the timer, because in some ways it's something you could just do like with a game of charades and make it up. But the timer really helps because it... It's yeah. automated, you know. So, anyway, it's fun. I recommend it. That's our game night, and that's our podcast, you guys. We're, Yay! We're done. Uh, thank you for joining us on our first podcast of 2021. So, this is really exciting, guys. We have officially been doing the Mandarin Orange Show 
for five years. That's right. It's our five-year anniversary. Let's see. When was the first episode posted? Uh, I'm going to look real quick. So, it was actually January 25th of 2016, uh, which means we're not quite there at the five years yet. Uh, and we'll have a couple more episodes before then. So, we'll, like, celebrate a little more as that gets closer. Yes. But we're about five years in, which is pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah. So, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget to write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. Tell us your top fives, your cruise destinations. Um, or any other stuff you want to share with us. We'd love to hear it. Yes. So happy 2021. And for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.